0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Once an architect behind the Madden gridiron, Tom Getty would soon conquer the fantasy sports world, venturing into the world of DraftKings, where he launched the first ever digital sports book in the U.S. Not content with pioneering this battle-hardened veteran stands on the front lines of SimWin Sports, ready for the next epic clash in the Digital Coliseum. With a proven track record and a passion that burns brighter than ever, Tom is set to redefine fantasy sports once again. This is the tale of a visionary, a story of resilience, determination, and a relentless pursuit of perhaps fantasy football greatness. This is The Legend of Tom Giddy. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step up the DeLorean, the date is December 25th, 1997. Yes, this is Christmas morning. We're here. Because this is when I got Madden 98, one of my favorite all-time Madden games. And the man himself, John Madden, was on the cover. From this one, I believe my favorite saying was, That dude worked as a bulldozer in the offseason. Or something like that. It might have been even a truck. I don't know what it was. I just remember playing it on PlayStation. All through Christmas holiday break, trying to win the championship. Me and my brother would play the whole season. Only to fall asleep because, you know what? We didn't have a memory card back in the day. So, it didn't work out. But flash forward probably 10 years and we're using Madden to draft my fantasy football league. We were called the King Cobras. And this week's guest, to tie it in fantasy football, was part of that release. As well as another software that I probably spent way too much time in, DraftKings. Now... He's leading the charge on possibly a new obsession in the future for me, a revolutionary way to play fantasy football, well, fantasy sports in general, but this is fantasy football origin stories, something called Sim Win Sports. This week's guest is Tom Getty, and we'll get into his story in a bit in the episode. But first, I've told you this before, but I got to remind you that if you like this show, please share it with at least one friend. Make sure they mash that little subscribe or follow a button on their podcast player choice. That way they get the hottest, freshest out the press episodes well each and every week. Now, I didn't give away too much until on this week's guest because I figured, hey, let's let him introduce himself and give his own fantasy football origin story. So, listening of this show, I present to you Mr. Tom Getty. Before we really dive into it, I. Were you an actual um, standard or traditional fantasy football player of any sorts, or was it really more on the business side of things? Um,
1: Both, really. Uh, You know, I have a a long background in video games and fantasy sports. Um, You know, I spent 14 years at EA Sports uh, uh, managing lots of franchises, all of them at the end, but Madden. And they have a legendary uh, fantasy league within the walls of the Tiburon studio there with, uh, it's four full leagues with relegation and different buy-in amounts and like all kinds of craziness. Um, and, uh, you know, have just loved fantasy over the years and, and literally, you know, had been in the business for quite some time when DFS, um, started to come out and was on actually at EA Sports. I literally remember seeing the first sign for, uh, uh, for DraftKings, uh, back in the day and, and, uh, being intrigued. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, I had a, uh, uh, a fantasy and, and sports betting startup that we uh, exited, David and I, that's also a partner in Simlin. We exited that. And uh, when we did so, I moved on to DraftKings. I was the chief marketing officer at DraftKings, um, launched their first sports books, uh, took them public, and then retired during the pandemic uh, to do board work. So, you know, I've been around um, uh, the fantasy business and, and certainly related businesses for years and years and years.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. this isn't really related specifically to fantasy, but when <laughs> there was that one in Madden, I forgot what year it was, they had, you could actually use the software to simulate your fantasy football draft. Do you remember that or no?
1: Yeah, that was around uh, 2010, I think, we had it in there. Probably 08, 010, somewhere around there. You
0: know what? I could actually figure it out because it was the year that Brady ended up getting hurt with that real bad knee injury and my guy drafted him number one overall. I remember it was either that or it was the year (laughs) after it was one of the two. I, I, it was right around his knee injury. So anyway, it was a really cool product. I just, I I think they had it once or twice and we used it. It was so neat to see the simulation, which ties into SimWin. We'll get into that, but it was cool to see the simulation, the guy announcing it and then showing the cut scenes of the players and all that type of stuff. So that it was, uh, were you involved in that or, or was that just from the outside?
1: Yeah, no, we. uh, um, You know, I was I was at the franchise when we had that. I'm a marketing guy, uh, but uh, I definitely remember that coming around. That was in partnership with the NFL and and hooked into uh, uh, NFL.com's fantasy stuff on the back on the back end of it. So it was it was sort of uh, an extension and co promotion of NFL.com fantasy, but super interesting uh, as well. I imagine that probably, this is speculation on my side, but it probably ate the dust when uh, Ultimate Team came in and we had other ways to uh, to, to monetize putting players together in a fantasy-like format.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's you talking to a dude that even before it was popular, so uh, the franchise mode, we'll call it. We would sit there, even I remember my brother and my cousin practice you know passing the controller around simulating seasons just so we could get to the draft and the trade-off season just so we could simulate it (laughs) again it's like talk about a bunch of nerds on a saturday night doing that for (laughs) whatever
1: well you are far from the first person to tell me they did that sim sim the whole season just to get around and only do the team management portions yeah lots of people
0: yeah and then they they added more if
1: if, did you ever see nfl head coach
0: you know i saw that but i never actually when was that
1: uh, that was probably six, seven, around that. Uh, and actually, David Ortiz, uh, our co-founder, as well as uh, a, a gentleman named Josh Lumen, uh, who worked on the Madden franchise for man close to close to twenty years. Uh, but the two of those designed that product together, and that was one hundred percent all about team management. So might be a fun one to go and, and uh, look into if you're if you're that type of player.
0: I have to circle back. I mean, a lot of listeners from our general, so, so we're part. Fantasy Football Origin Stories is actually part of the Sports History Network, which is a, basically a podcast network for sports history. I mean, it's right in the name, but there's a lot of people within there. Of course, you're talking old school Stratomatic. You're talking the board games, the simulating of course. offline and everything. So that would be something that they may be interested in. And before we get into, we'll talk about the reason why we have Jan here. I want to touch a little bit on DraftKings. I mean, because it's a fantasy football show. You're at Really near near kind of like you said, moving into their betting space. I mean, like at DraftKings, what was your role again?
1: Uh, I was Chief Marketing Officer at DraftKings, um, and joined them just shortly, just as Paspa was struck down. So we, uh, you know, had really fully shifted. Um, a lot of the internal resources to getting the sports betting side up of, on things. But, you know, DraftKings is a really interesting business from a fantasy side because, you know, fantasy continues to pay the bills and, and, uh, um, and, uh, you know, be a really, really important part of that business uh, even though, you know, sports betting gets all the uh, attention and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and press play. Um, but yeah, great company, uh, you know, bunch of great folks over there and, and love to see them continue to innovate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be so I mean, I think I've argued this maybe more on my football history dude show than this. I don't remember. But so you were part of two different genres, industries, whatever you want to call it, that really has been able to expand and transform the NFL from Something that people don't think about, like the general fan. I'm a, I'm a video game fan. And then, oh, let me try NFL. And then I'm a, I like to try this fantasy football thing. Okay. Let me try to be a hardcore fan. Vice versa, obviously. But I mean, you, you kind of talked about, um, you know, like, like uh, they get a lot of innovation and that's where, oh, I didn't, I didn't show you this yet, did I? You get to ride this DeLorean. So we get to go back in time. Right. I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you can see on your phone. <laughs> that's right. That,
1: yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the premise of the show. So both of my shows, it's like, we're going back in time. We're using the DeLorean, you know, of course, got the Marty McFly and we get to go to this particular one will be origin stories. So take me to. The moment, um, however, it was, you know, you got, like you said, co founder of Let's Try This New Innovative Space, as far as fantasy football goes, and tell that story up, and then I'll give you the opportunity to tell more about what SimWin is all about.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, our, our story is actually really unique because David and Ortiz and I have worked together for 20 years across uh, three different companies. So we worked together for the very first time at EA Sports. Uh, I was there starting in 2001 and I think he came in about 2004, if I recall correctly. Uh, but over half a decade, he led the, uh, the entire uh, development team. So that's the programmers, the designers, the artists, all those, uh, and, uh, really guided the franchise for over half a decade. Uh, in that time we had the fantasy project that you mentioned, uh, in partnership with NFL.com. Uh, and then after that, uh, we had a company called iPro, uh, which was, uh, play-by-play fantasy and sports betting, literally predicting what's going to happen on the next play of the game. Um, And then uh, when we sold that, I moved on to DraftKings, uh, and David started working on this product. So, um, you know, I've been playing fantasy for probably 25, 30 years, about 30 years. Um, and uh, and I've been working in fantasy products uh, again since EA, um, you know, started that product, and we were we were guessing around 2008.
0: So then, how does that go from now to get into the the sim win Like, what's the the uh, what do you want to call it? I don't want to say the Lynch, but the napkin moment? We were like, hey, let, let's try this new thing.
1: Yeah, honestly, it was um, a lot of it came from learnings of iPro in that. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing these really innovative fantasy products, but there just isn't enough content on, um, so, you know, uh, fantasy sports, sports betting, real money gaming is the largest entertainment segment in the world at over $500 billion a year. Um, but the sports side of it only operates about 30% of the time. And frankly, the NFL, because they run so many games consecutively only has live game content on about 4% of annual hours. So, um, you know, the struggles of uh, the, the challenges of that business and not having enough content made us think, huh, what what would happen if content was available 24 hours a day? So um, you couldn't just input or tweak lineups 24 hours a day, but you could actually be c- competing in fantasy at any time on demand. And You know, the modern world is all built on on on-demand entertainment, whether that's Netflix or Spotify or online slots or online poker or uh, any of those experiences. And sports really is the last one to become on-demand and available 24-7, 365. So we set off to build these and and I was on the board from the beginning uh David was actually actively working in it all this time um uh, but he uh, built an AI system and a competition system that uh, brings in famous owners to coach teams uh and then we have uh, an AI system called a, a last uh, athletic performance AI um that really drives these competitions and makes them available 24/7 365 so we're starting with american football and uh the launch of that for real money is imminent uh should be any time now uh and then we have uh basketball and soccer are up next on the uh, on the docket and cricket quickly following and lots of other uh, uh sports to come after that so we're really just uh getting this thing off the ground but excited to let everybody see it Touch it, feel it. You can play for free right now at simwinsports.com. And then the cash games will be launching very quickly.
0: So that I'm, okay, well, first the the, the listener said, oh, you have celebrity owners. I mean, just give them a taste, I guess, from a fantasy football experience.
1: Yeah, uh, Magic Johnson, Jerry Rice, Marshall Falk, uh, Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Sugar Shane Mosley. Uh, there's a team that's headed up by uh, um, by uh, 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 we've got uh, Ocho Cinco and T.J. Um, You know, just a ton of. Of, of athletes. Um, Dr. Jen Welter, the first female uh, coach in the NFL. Um, so lots and lots and lots of, you know, Hall of Fame level, folks involved and uh, you know they coach these teams they manage these teams they buy these teams actually uh, and they participate in the uh, in the financial side of things as well just as professional sports leagues do so there's a whole nother side of this business you know we're going to focus on fantasy for this discussion but there's a very interesting side of this business uh, in team ownership and the ownership of player rights and training owners, uh, training the players, uh, and all these things come together to create this ecosystem that replicates the real world of professional sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's fancy focus, but it was a question I was curious about. So, because you say they, they own a team and they're going to train a team. And that was something, you know, going through the website and everything. Like, what, is, what does that mean? I mean, these are zeros sure. and ones, but how do you relate that to a person that's watching it?
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, these, the teams and players are, are sort of, you know, living, breathing entities. So, um, uh, you know, the teams are operated by these celebrity owners, um, but they, uh, they participate in the finances of the league in the same way that professional sports teams do. So they get a share of, you know, our broadcast and streaming rights. They get a share of the fantasy revenues of the uh, uh, of the licensing of the data to sports books, um, of the advertising and sponsorship side. Uh, you know, all those things that you participate in as an NFL owner and NBA owner, you do here as well. Uh, and um, you know, the teams actually those are kind of like the more passive income that teams generate the more active ones would be you know their stadium naming rights jersey sponsorships um you know sponsorships of individual players all those types of things exist in our world and uh um, and like i said the owners participate in that the from a player side uh these teams sell for You know, multiple millions of dollars. We don't disclose the actual pricing, but uh, multiple millions of dollars. But it makes sense because of the financial opportunity. On the player's side, for those that don't have, you know, (laughs) millions laying around (laughs) to invest, uh, uh, we sell these digital players, uh, the rights to these digital players, and then those players can be trained by the fans that purchase their rights. So you can run them through uh all different types of training to maximize the opportunity and the potential of your player and then as soon as your player is drafted onto one of our professional teams they earn a salary um and uh they can sign sponsorships they can get performance bonuses things like player of the week player of the month player of the year uh they actually uh one of the interesting things uh you know I I managed athlete relations for EA Sports for years and years and years and one thing I I always saw in athletes is None of them uh, had a, a big love for fantasy sports because, uh, you know, they didn't make money from it directly. Uh, but it became a responsibility because the fans always want to talk about their fantasy team and whether they did draft them or didn't draft them or shoot, if you just got three more yards, I would have had that or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and uh, so what we do is uh, we actually reward the players that are most popular in the fantasy drafts by giving them a larger piece of the fantasy revenue uh, uh pie and um uh and you know this whole system is built to deliver quality fantasy 24 7 365 so we want them to really embrace that side of things so the player uh we call them player agents those that own the rights to individual players and help those players train um you know are participating financially in the league success uh, as well so you know it's an exciting thing it's never been tried before uh, and because technology hasn't provided the uh, uh, the ability for it number one and number two like nobody's nobody's attempted anything this 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 deep and big um, uh, before so you know it's been fun to uh, be along for the ride first as an advisor to the company and now uh, as its president and CMO um, and uh, really get this thing off and launched.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty neat concept that of just like any movie that you watch, you always look however X amount of years into the future and you're like, oh, I can't believe that'll ever happen. And we're at that dawn or we're at that transition, whatever you want to call it. the Any term you want to throw out there, that's a buzzword with the metaverse, NFTs, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But it's, I mean, it's here. So with the person that's like, I don't f- still understand. I mean, am I going to watch this? Like when the Madden's play is like digital guys, or is it just going to tell me what the final score is?
1: Yeah, no, the experience, uh, the the user experience like real world fantasy um uh, the user experience is what you want to have um so if you choose to to uh, uh, to tune in and watch those games, you can watch all of them they're available they stream uh, they they're all um, all the competition happens in the cloud and then we stream out so you can watch from any connected device anywhere in the world um, but you don't necessarily need to watch to be successful at fantasy uh, so yes, the user experience is something like tuning in to watch a Game of Madden or uh, NBA 2K or whatever be played, Uh, but you have the ability to play cash fantasy against it.
0: So do you think, and and this is not a question I had previously thought of, but the fact that there are, it's become a lot more popular for people to literally sit there and watch other people play video games that maybe this helps transition into that world
1: absolutely uh you know this upcoming generation of sports fans consume sports in a dramatically different way than any generation before them um you know now every game is at your fingertips no matter where you are in the world for a fee of course uh (laughs) so uh uh, but uh uh, people don't have time to watch the full games um necessarily so a lot more consumption of sports uh, through highlights and snippets, uh, but again, the the big piece that this generation expects and demands from uh, from their entertainment is that it be on demand and always available, ready uh, whenever and wherever I am. And so that's what we're doing for the sports world and fantasy competition is is uh, is making it available anywhere and everywhere.
0: And then the. When I'm, again, the real viewing, the experience of it, is it similar to the real world? Okay, so the player as they're playing could potentially be injured or fatigued or like critical moments, they seem to be better like a Madden rating or is it like, what's the back end AI there?
1: Um. Yes, so, uh, the, the players are all driven by dynamic AI, but it's not like there's boosts coming in. You know, this isn't Mario Kart. Uh, (laughs) we, we have, we have real money on the, on the line. So, um, you know, generally speaking, a player is going to perform, uh, you know, incrementally better or worse. Uh, from one week to the next. Yes, it's possible to have injuries in our system. We don't stress that though, because that's not fun for anybody when your player mm-hmm. co- gets out. Um, and, uh, so we won't do it, uh, nearly as much as happens in the real world, but it, there will be an occasional injury in our competitions, um, uh, just to keep, uh, keep the fantasy players on their toes.
0: And that's kind of where I guess I was going with it to make it so they, It's more of an enjoyable experience and that kind of thing with the fantasy football experience. But then also, as the software I can only imagine is some kind of what do they call it? I think it's generative, but it's only going to get smarter and create better outcomes as it keeps going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, the athletic performance AI actually takes into it over 15,000 plays. So it's essentially every play that's ever been run in the NFL, NCAA football, or anywhere else, uh, is, uh, has informed this system. And then it continually, uh, reads how coaches are coaching, how individuals are are playing, um, and, uh, improves itself over and over and over again. So, um, you know, the AI is, is, uh, you know, some of the best ever created, uh, and that's what the experience is dependent on. So, but the, the number of inputs in this between, you know, the, the celebrity coaches actively coaching these games live, plus the AI learning, plus the, player state, uh, the coaching AI learning, plus the player side AI learning, plus the fans owning these players and training them up at different uh, different rates throughout, the number of inputs and variables in this game are really astronomical, which, uh, you know, which again mimics the real world, right? As, as, as players get better or they atrophy uh, as they age, um, as coaches adapt to what's going on on the field all of that is replicated in these simulations.
0: I don't think I really quite understood it until that last little rant. I don't want to call it a rant, but like until you <laughs> really explain the different inputs to the whole process, you know, with, cause we did it kind of broken up, but now you just brought it together. So I could yeah. see how much more realistic it can be than even say like a game of Madden or something like that. Now.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And you know, uh, Simons an interesting beast, right? Because there's a lot of elements to the system. So I can come on here and say, "Hey, the consumer promise is watch and play 24 seven, three sixty five fantasy sports." Okay, I get that. That's easy to to digest. But as we talk about team ownership and player ownership and AI, like it it, it can be a pretty daunting. Uh, it's it's a complicated system. Um, but for uh, uh, for fantasy lovers, log on, jump on, and and, and start entering contests just like you see elsewhere.
0: Yeah, and so again, for the listener of the show, I'm interested in you, Peak Manchester, Where do I go?
1: Uh, SimWinSports.com. Everything happens in the cloud, so you can log on from any connected device anywhere in the world to watch. And then, obviously, uh, you know the uh, uh, the usual regulatory uh, restrictions apply. But uh, we'll be live in 44 states right right away on the uh, uh, on opening day.
0: All right. Perfect. And then so, again, I'm I'm interested. I'm going to join. I already know I'm signing up. What kind of maybe last words of wisdom for the, the, the person that's going to tip their toes in the water as far as like to navigate through the software or to try out at the beginning as they get ready for opening day?
1: Super simple from that start. You know, you're just going to log in just like you do on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, everything's going to look very, very familiar, uh, very, very much on purpose. Um, and, uh, you know, we're excited. We have we will always have cash games going, um, but we do prize those cash, uh, excuse me, we always have cash and free-to-play games going. The free-to-play games, we additionally prize through different partnerships, sponsorships, those types of things uh, that we have. So we do have prizes against free-to-play games, uh, as well as your standard cash games, always available. Available. So, we're excited to get people in and, and really get their hands on it.
0: Oh, there you go. Sim Sports, a futuristic way that is here in the present day to play fantasy sports. Revolutionary and game-changing, soon to be just an everyday occurrence. If you want to be at the beginning of this revolution, head over to simwinsports.com. That's Sim. As an sim com, But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, we're going... We don't need roads.